Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Welcome to NBA Today with Malika Andrews, live from Los Angeles. Coming up on NBA Today, a royal edition of the show. King James, he outscores his own age last night by 10 points. He's 38 years young, so you do the math. Just incredible. And speaking of King things, Sacktown stand up because Sabonis and De'Aaron Fox, they are in studio with us today. And on Monday, the league paid tribute to Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. We have sights and sounds from a tentpole day in the league. NBA Today starts right now. Welcome to NBA Today alongside Matt Barnes, Jalen Rose, Chene Agumake. I'm Malika Andrews. Zach Lowe will be joining us in just a little bit. So we had nine games across the NBA slate yesterday. Lots to get to, but the nightcap, it was the Lakers in action against the Rockets. Second night of a back-to-back. LeBron played in both of those, both against Philly, and last night he went off. Chene, this highlight is just an homage to all things King. And it's all talking to my pain because against my Rockets, I'm everyone sorry. gets their career highs, but LeBron LeBron James joins the list of my favorite words in basketball. And one, son, straight with the left, but watch this right here. One-on-one, great spacing allows him to work. Father time, take that L right there. I mean, time and score, 18 points in the first half alone. That was an exclamation mark, and he was letting the crowd know. Let's pick this one up in the third quarter again, because the Lakers starting to create a little bit of separation, thanks to LeBron. Okay, now he's just playing with us. The (laughs) one-legged fadeaway, stop on a dime. You know he likes to put the ball out there and bring it back to get to his three game. Again, he was in full control. When he's knocking down threes like that, you know he knows it's time to win. Absolutely. Walking into those threes with confidence. But here's the thing. Your Rockets, they did not go away. They never do. It's a 10-point game here. LeBron, (laughs) once again, confidently stepping into the three, gets that to go. Double-digit lead here for the Lakers. LeBron sticks with it. Nice, friendly, high off the glass, gets it to go. But what did I say about the Rockets? They keep things interesting. Three-point game at this point, Janae. Yeah, Alper and Shangun had a had a night, but LeBron James is that guy. Again, and one son, just being able to make every read. And you could just tell he's dialed in right there from the elbow, whether it's the paint, whether it's from three. You saw his full display of versatility on the map. But I love this right here. Game on the line. And what happens? LeBron James. Big shot. <laughs> Big shot. James gets it to go. They get the win by eight points. Here's LeBron James after the game. You know, I always knew that um, at any part of my game, you know, as far as athleticism uh, would start to go down, that I could still outthink a, a lot of uh, my competition. You know, and then um, as my athleticism, you know, goes down a little bit, I knew I could expand my game. You know, up. So, you know, early on it was, it was a lot of just speed and just jumping and then figuring it out. You know, and you know, as you get smarter and smarter, you say, okay, well, teams now know that they can kind of key in on these things. So, you know, how can I make sure that I, I'm unguardable? 
you know, and I can always put myself in position where I do what I want to do, you know, not what the defense wants me to do. So, you know, I've been able to continue to work on my craft and also still keep the mind in it of being able to see plays happen before they happen. Unguardable, really interesting stuff from LeBron James postgame. Just an incredible performance by him. He became just the second player in NBA history with multiple 45-point games at age 38 or older joining Michael Jordan. So with that as sort of the background, Jalen, Matt, you both played against LeBron. What, what did you see? What stood out to you from this performance? So first and foremost, Cheney, your Rockets took Jabari Smith Jr. in the draft. I heard what Ron Jabari James said, too. first game was against his father in the league. Mm, we heard that sound. And the thing that stands out to me, Malik, and LeBron alluded to it, is how he continues to improve yes. his game. One-leg jump shots, Matt. He wasn't shooting those. Mm. Playing with his back to the basket. He wasn't shooting those. And you ready for this? That three ball with accuracy and confidence off the dribble, mm. off the catch, in the clutch. He's an, he's an unguardable player now. And then the strength and the ferocity that he has driving to the basket. Guys are just bouncing off LeBron <laughs> as he's going and he's dunking Boy, on I the ain't. entire team. So it's very impressive. <laughs> to watch the king literally reinvent himself on the fly. Longevity, I think we coined that hey, like, I love it. earlier. <laughs> I like that. Ma Michael Goldfarb, longevity. Yeah. I like that. So, so for a guy to come in the league literally 20 years ago, first game in the you talked about his first game, it was like 26 in crazy numbers from the rip. Mm -hmm. So the way this guy's been able to just be in his prime his entire career, and he has a chance in the next couple weeks to pass Kareem Abdul-Jabbar as the yes. all-time leading scorer. And we think about a pass-first guy that will be probably top five in assists when it's all said and done to also be the leading scorer of the game. So really, my, just, my hat's off. I mean, this guy's doing every, everything he absolutely can to uh, keep this team afloat. But it's, it, it's crazy because, again, we're talking about, with all due respect to Houston, they're not a very good team. And it needed everything <laughs> that LeBron James had in his bag to get this win. So he's playing great. Uh, the team, eh. We'll have to see. Yeah. I want to enter the LeBron versation. Okay. And <laughs> you guys know I love numbers and I've received a lot of great feedback on Twitter when you talk nerdy to me when Ooh. it comes to basketball conversation. People will say the off ball pin downs, talk to me, triangle offense. Well, we're talking about the Lakers, triangle. Okay, but let's talk about LeBron James here. Malika, you mentioned it, second player in NBA history with multiple 45 point games at age 38 or older, joining a short list of Michael Jordan. The conversation between those two guys never end. But also get this the most important aspect right there. Most points in a game for LeBron James mm. without a turnover in wow. his career. He had zero turnovers, especially down the stretch when everything was running through him. And then also, I know a lot of people want to say, like, enter these debates of where is he in the all-time Lakers conversation. This is the one that didn't make the top nerdy to me sheet. LeBron is the first player in Lakers history with 250 points, 60 rebounds, and 60 assists Oof. over a seven-game span. So, Matt, when you talk about him assisting the ball and then also knocking down threes, you just have to appreciate I know it's tough. It's against the Rockets. It's one of 82. It's hard to get up for these, but you can tell that LeBron, there are bigger things in mind. He's approaching the all-time leader in scoring, yep. but more importantly, he's like, we know we can't lose. He still has that standard for excellence for himself, yeah. and then that means he has to put the whole team on his back. Absolutely. Un unfortunately, against my Rockets. Mm. You, know, you know how that goes. Zach, I know you like some talking nerdy to you. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Well, this is, but this is how we talk about LeBron now in 2023, and it's to his credit, his longevity. Every conversation is, this is unprecedented for a guy his age. Oh, my God, he's defeating Father Time. Great for an old guy. And then, oh, <laughs> it's too bad the Lakers are bad. They have no defense. It's so charming and cute that LeBron is doing this, lifting up this team that can't defend without Anthony Davis. No, all of that misses the point. 
Degay is still dominant in a way that leads to winning today, right now. The Lakers, since Anthony Davis got hurt, are plus 89 with LeBron on the floor and minus 109 when he's on the bench. That plus 89 is like plus nine points per 100 possessions. That's the championship margin, or that's the scoring margin of a championship level team right now with LeBron James, with all due respect, starting last night at least with four guys who should be backups on a good team. He's lifting them to winning metrics, winning basketball in 2023. The Lakers are a really good team with LeBron James on the floor. It's not just empty calories, cool, he's chasing the scoring record. Mm -hmm. They're winning with him in the game by a lot without Anthony Davis. It's really remarkable. Did you those say empty on, calories? Uh, yeah. That was an interesting <laughs> one, Zach. <laughs> those on-off numbers are a little bit insane. I, I was at their game against Philadelphia. Anthony Davis, he got on the court before that game. He, he looked pretty good. He looked like he's marching back towards a return. We'll see when that date actually comes to fruition. But y'all mentioned it. The amount of games that LeBron James has played against father and son. It's not just last night. Shout out to our David Miniman because in his game story, he mentioned five different sets of fathers and sons he has played against in the league. Last night was just the latest. Take a listen to this. Hey, you played against my dad. First, your first NBA game ever. Really? Sacramento. You feel old, don't you? <laughs> Made me feel old as crap too, man. He even said, he said, that make you feel old, don't I said, absolutely, man. It's been a great ride, man, in these 20 years, and I've been able to see a lot of great players come in and come out, so it's always an honor for me. How, how would you feel about that, Jalen? That is crazy. <laughs> Five different sets Five of father-son combinations. Kenyon Martin Sr. and Jr., Gary Payton, that is, first and the second. And it's only right, as we see Bronny James continue to right. sharpen mm -hmm. his game, that LeBron would be the guy that's playing at an elite level still, has a legit opportunity as his son progresses to hopefully see those guys not only playing the league at the same time, yep. but it'd be glorious if they could be on the same team. Oh, it's going to be fun to watch. Uh, LeBron, you mentioned it. He's now just 316 points away from becoming the NBA's all-time leading scorer, so the chase is on. He's averaging almost 30 points per game, so if he keeps that up, about 11 games wow. away. We are closing in on that record. We'll be counting it down right here on NBA Today. Still to come on this show, though, without Jalen Brown, we knew that Tatum, he'd have to step up. But he dropped 51 yeah, yesterday. Yeah. We break down how he got that done. My goodness. Plus, say it with me, y'all. Light the beam. The Kings, Let's they continue to rack up wins. They are looking closer and closer to ending that playoff drought. So we have Mr. Sabonis and Mr. Fox both in studio with us. And another contender. They're out here. They're out west this week. The Memphis Grizzlies. Is anything stopping them from winning the title this season? We have answers in just a little bit. Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyeho Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets but expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. When did you know that you could get any shot you wanted? Uh, I, you know, honestly, not to probably like the fourth quarter. Deuce, his son is saying, my daddy's a bad man. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Jason Tatum is a bad, bad man. He recorded his fifth career regular season 50-point game, passing Larry Bird for the most in Celtics history. He needed just 23 shots. You can see him right here to score those 51 points, the fewest in a 50-point game in Celtics history. So I want to bring Zach Lowe back into this discussion because the Celtics, they've won seven games straight at this point. But what's the biggest difference that you've seen in this team over the stretch? Yeah, they got off to an incredible start on offense, setting all kinds of records. And their defense, which was the best in the league last year, kind of slipped to start the season. Everyone's like, well, what's going on? They can't keep this offense up. No one ever has. What's wrong with their defense? Guess what? Nothing's wrong with their defense. They've been maybe the best defensive team in the entire NBA since December. The numbers are going to come up here. Rob Williams coming back has changed the look and feel of their team. And they are very quietly number one in the entire league now in defensive rebounding for the season, which is quite an achievement considering they play a lot of small ball lineups with Tatum or Brown at power forward. They are coalescing into the kind of defensive monster that they were last year when they dominated the league and almost won the championship. That is a very, very bad sign for the rest of the league and the rest of the contenders in the East who are falling pretty darn far behind Boston mm. right now. Well, you know what else? Maybe bad news for everyone else in the East. Pull up the standings here because the Celtics, they open up a four-and-a-half game lead for the number one seed. Things, though, they're, they're pretty tight in the play-in range. You can see them there. Six through 11, they're separated by just a four-and-a-half game margin. So for a little bit more on the Eastern Conference, we're joined now by our front office insider, Bobby Marks, because guess what? We're only 23 days away from the trade deadline. And today, Bobby, you wrote 8,871 words. That's a whole lot of words on how folks are going to approach things in the East as we get closer to that trade deadline. I encourage everyone to go check that out on ESPN.com. But which team, Bobby, in the East are you looking at to be the most active in the Eastern Conference? 
I think Malika, for me, it's the Toronto Raptors, and we've got a little bit of deja vu from what we saw back in 2021 when we were focused on Kyle Lowry and Norman Powell. Mm. This time, it's going to be Fred Van Vliet and Gary Trent Jr., and I think when you look at the situation with Van Vliet, he's got a player option for this offseason here. He's played the second most minutes behind James Harden in the last four years. Are you comfortable paying him $30 million? And I think from a trade perspective, a team out there like potentially the Clippers might make sense here with him. When you look at a a package centered around a player like Terrence Mann and Amir Coffey and draft picks here. So I think you have a decision to make when it comes to the future of Van Vliet. And then it's Gary Trent Jr., right? He's got a $19 million player option for next year. Can you afford playing, paying your fifth best player $20 million as a free agent? And a team that makes sense for me is New Orleans. They've got draft assets with a 2027 first. They've got players you can trade back when you look at Devontae Graham and Jackson Hayes. Certainly helps the Pelicans out here. It recoups a first for a player that you might lose. But Toronto is going to be a team I think we all need to focus on when we get closer to this trade deadline. Interesting. Okay, so Toronto is open for business here. But what about marquee players? What marquee player in the East could we see beyond the move? Well, this is probably a little bit more of a conversation for the offseason. But I think we should keep an eye on Chicago, right? They went all in two years ago with certainly with DeMar DeRozan and Lonzo Ball. They signed Zach Levine to a five-year, $215 million contract, fighting just to get into the play-in tournament right now. And Malika, it is hard to pivot at the trade deadline. DeRozan will go into the last year of his contract next year. Uh, Nikola Vucevic is on an expiring contract here. I'm not ready to wave the white flag on Chicago. But it's a team to keep an eye on if they do, you know, start to fall back in this Eastern Conference playoff chase. Hmm. 23 days away from that trade deadline. Bobby, thank you so much. We will see you here tomorrow to discuss the West side of things, plus our February 9th trade deadline special. We have five hours of coverage, so we know you're going to be all over it. Still to come, though, on NBA Today. I mean, Steph Curry, his fourth quarter heroics yesterday. Did you see them? He had Steve Kerr making some lofty comparisons. Is Steph in rare air? That sound is coming up shortly. Oh, yeah, and Matt, what else we got? Thanks, Malik. I'm standing here with DeMontis Sabonis and De'Aaron Fox in the paint where both these guys make a home for the Sacramento Kings. Uh, we're going to break down some stuff with these guys up next. But but until then, guys, what, what are these? Have you guys shot in here yet? We what, have what, not. What's I the jumper looking like in here? Oh. First you guys are all Uh-oh. dressed nice, so the, the jacket might be a it little might, tight. It might not even work. I'm glad I got a short sleeve yeah, shirt on. Like, I might have to lay it up for yeah, you. Go ahead and let, 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 <laughs> lay something up for us. Hey. But, you, but, you got, but, yeah, but you got the t-shirt Yeah, on. I got a short sleeve shirt. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. 
Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Former All-Star Sabonis and Fox are going to be special together. Fox will be an All-Star player now. This team Ooh. will be in the 2023 playoffs this year. Too much money to count. Sabonis. I think everybody's ready. The Beam Team is in the building. De'Aaron Fox, DeMontis Sabonis. Gentlemen, thank you so much for stopping by NBA today. Thank you for having us. We, we appreciate it. Um, let's start here. Domus, you were just named the Western Conference Player of the Week. That's an accolade that, De'Aaron, you had earlier this year. It's the first time since 2004-2005 that two Kings teammates have actually gotten that in the same year. What is it that maybe surprised you so much, Domus, about playing with this guy? Um, I would say his, uh, I would say his uh, unselfishness. Mm. Like I was saying it uh, the other day to my wife, actually. Um, like, Ever since I got traded, he really let me just be me. Yeah. Like usually the starting point guard maybe wants to have the ball more and stuff. And no one really likes him starting big, bringing up <laughs> the ball as much as I do, you know. But he really lets me do my thing. And I feel like we feed off each other. Like, he's so mm. fast. He gets to the rim. I can get him open, you know. And um, then I let him do his thing, you know. So it yeah. really works for, for both ways. I'm curious what he says about you. What surprised <laughs> you, De'Aaron, about playing with him? Um, I mean, I think, it, like, Having to scout against him for five years, mm-hmm. uh, whenever he, when he, whenever he came to the thing, I think he was a much better passer than I than I re, than I thought than I remembered. So uh, definitely that, and like like you said, whenever him with him bringing the ball up, you'll kind of see me if like he kept a camera on me. If someone got to, got a rebound and was taking the ball out, I would point and be like, throw it to him, like yeah. throw it there, and he he'll bring it up. So. Uh, we just, I feel like we complement each other, and, uh, and honestly, we're still getting better working with one another as well. Right, but we're seeing that, the product of that building together on the floor right now. Let's talk a little bit about your play in the clutch, because you've had 99 points in clutch time, two game winners. It's the first year, though, we have some new hardware, the Jerry West Award that is awarded to the most clutch player in the NBA. Do you think that he is deserving of that award this year? I mean, for sure. If you look, at, if you look through all of our games, um, Sometimes we're t- most of the time we're tied in the fourth, and mm. then he just takes over. Completely. Yeah, I don't know what it is. I always tell him it's fourth quarter. Come on, it's time. Lead us home. Is that what he says? I mean, is, and is that what you're, you're thinking about that award at all in the back of your mind? Honestly, I've never thought about the award, but mm. yeah, like I could be struggling through the first yeah. three quarters, yep. and he'll come up to me and he's like, you know, this is your time. Like we we need you. This is where, you know, you have to step up and do what you're supposed to do. So, yeah, I mean, when when you have an all star and a guy who's I think should be on all NBA team, mm-hmm. giving you that type of confidence at the end of the game. The least I can do is is, is deliver and, right. and shoot the shots that they want me to shoot. It's so. kind of become synonymous with being the guy who is the closer. All right, you are averaging 19, 12, and seven this year. The only other guys to do that, they're Wilt, Jokic, the Big O. They're only the ones to do it in NBA history, and three of the four of them have won MVP. So should the MVP discussion be ramping up over here? 
Definitely. I think if we keep winning games, uh, there's no doubt that he should he should definitely be mm. in that discussion. Yeah. Easily. Easily be in that discussion. I love it. All right. So to all the folks who are saying, okay, yeah, the Kings are cute. The Kings are fun. The Kings are a regular season story, but there's so many sleeping giants at the bottom of the West or looking at the Warriors or looking at the Suns or maybe even looking at the Lakers. What are your message to those fans? Um, I think that we're still a new team, mm. to be honest. I think a lot of our guys, uh, Domas hasn't been here a year yet. Kevin hasn't been here for six months yet. Malik hasn't been here for six months. Uh, Keegan hasn't been here for six months. Yep. Um, we're still learning each other. We're still continuing. Um, and what we're doing offensively is great. But mm. We know that we have to be better defensively, but I think that comes with time and, and chemistry. So I think we, we're, we're getting better as a team. You're getting better and maybe even could prove some folks wrong along the way? Definitely. Definitely. Anything to add to that message? Uh, I feel like he's right. Um, mm. the, more, the more we'll play together, the more I feel like it's just the beginning. Yeah. It's the beginning. Um, we're a new team, six, seven new players starting the season, yeah. uh, new coaching staff. So the more we get a feel for each other, the more games we play. Right. Um, it's definitely going to be a lot easier for us. I don't know. It's hard not to be excited about what's cooking in Sacramento right now. It feels like the oh, play. I mean, it feels like the playoff drought. It's going to come to an end. It, it just I, it's so much fun to watch you guys. OK, I want to get a little bit more into your game. But before we do that, can we do a little bit of rapid questions here? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Let's get it. Who's funnier? Between us two? Yeah. yeah. Oh. I'm not in this. <laughs> Me. Probably fine. Okay. Kyle. Oof. We're different. I think we're different. I would say Domas. Oh. I, I think I have different styles. I do wear sweats a lot, so yeah. I'll, I'll say Domas. I, I, when I'm not on camera, sweats all the time. <laughs> uh, who wins in a game of horse? I go with me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm more of a All right. traditional shot making. We're, we're shooting a lot of true. We shoot a lot of true. I shoot mm, a lot of true shots. See, there you go. Who's alma mater? We're talking about the Zags. We're talking about Kentucky. Kentucky. It no, doesn't matter it, what the question, whatever the question is. Zags. It doesn't when, matter what the question is. I was going to say who's going to go farther, who has a better shot in the tournament this oh, year. Oh, this but year. Gonzaga. Gonzaga. Who's the better passer? He is. Oh, I like that. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Who's the better singer? Oh. Probably Fox. I don't know. <laughs> Give me a bar. Come on. What do we got? Oh, I give you nothing. My wife would probably say I, I can sing. So okay. Where, where where are we singing? In the car? In the shower? What's uh, the? Both. Honestly. All the time. Yeah. All right. You guys are one of the best two-man games in the league. So what I'd like to do is head over to our big board and break down a couple of your plays. But to do that, I need my teammates. Where are Matt Barnes, Janae Agumake, and Jalen Rose? I need a little bit of help here oh, if we're going to break down these plays. Oh, there they are. Let's, Let's do it. All right. So we have a couple of plays that we picked for you guys that we would love if we could just get your insights on. Janae, I'm going to let you drive this. Let's start right here. Yes, I am the queen of the big board here on MVP. Yes, ma'am. And I love to do breakdowns. And your two-man is, like, elite. So let's roll the tape. All the producers, baby. Uh, can you talk me through this dribble handoff action and how important this back screen is to your offense? Yeah, so we have, uh, I mean, we have one of the best bigs in the league. So we, mm. we have plays that we want to give them the ball. And at this time, we actually ran this play maybe three or four times in a row. So you kind of oh, oh, so they can't guard you. Yeah, oh, again. Y'all know when it, when it works. And again. Keep okay. running it. Okay, but what about right here on the wing? Uh, right, you wing right here because look at this nice little dime you throw him here. How do you I'll read say, that? Like I'm setting a screen on Fox. He's creating so much advantage for him and the team that Thomas Bryan just has to stop him, and then it's easy for me. He just dumps it off. And what about this double screen? This action because you're initiating it, Domas. Um, it's. Basically something we run a lot through the game. Um, my job is to get Fox open. Is he going to pass it, though? 
That's the question. Is this, the is this going to the rim or is he passing it? Most of the time he's going to shoot, but I'm good with that. That, that, that's, that's my job to get him open. And that's a win-win scenario. And look, it's the fourth quarter, so. Right. Take over time. Uh, time and score. Shots are likely going in. We, we already know that that is De'Aaron Fox time. So we saw it on the big board. Now, like, can we see a little bit of it on the court? Matt, since you spend a whole lot of time in Sacramento, lead us in a little demo, please. What a rocket. What a rocket. I've been holding you guys heavy on this show. I used to get a lot of flack for it, but now they're like, oh, hey, maybe you were on to some. So what do you guys want to show? I feel like if you know the Kings, back when Jalen and I were playing, when the Kings were good, everything still ran through their bigs. You never Absolutely. see Webb, Lottie, Lottie Vlad no Miller. Mm-hmm. Now we got a 2K version in Sabonis, yes. uh, one of the best guards in the game. So what, what, are, what are, what's an action you want to show us and break down that you guys really feel like you guys Yeah, we can show you one. Uh... Should I say the name of it? Yeah. By the way, yeah, like, I told you guys, we, we know you're used to NBA courts. This oh, is yeah. NBA yeah, today well. courts, so let's put it a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> so, so we call Where it Pistol Fire. Yeah, uh-huh. Everybody knows everybody's plays, so it's okay to show. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Stop it. Yeah, so I'm guarding you? Yeah, so you can be guarding me. Oh, boy. Oh, no. <laughs> so Domas is elbow extended. Um, I can throw it to him. I can cut right. I can cut left. Uh, let's say I can cut inside, and he doesn't pass it to me. Oh, no. So Malik is coming with me. Okay. Now, if I don't get it, I can just turn it into a screen. And you don't want to switch a, a guard onto him. So you stay tight? Yep. So, and y'all know we can grab, we can do whatever we want. So I, I, can, I can basically give, give, give him a hug. Uh-huh. And now and he's going downhill against a guard. And it's a business decision yeah. over here, right? So, and, and you know with all the shooters that we have, if you help, okay, come you got Keegan in the corner, mm. you have Harrison Barnes over there, and you have Kevin Herter at the top. Here's what I would love to ask. Can you set that back up pretty, please? Yeah, yeah. And for this reason alone, we're on the right side of the floor. Why? We have two, two lefties. lefties. Yes. There are Whoa. teams in the league that don't have a left-handed player. Mm. They have two dominant left-handed players, not only can score the ball, but pass the ball. So now when he does this action, he's going to his strong block, and he's going to his strong hand the entire <laughs> time. Look at this. And now I screen, and he's going downhill left-handed. Absolutely. And I'm good, because he's a dunking machine hey, down here. Know, right, you don't hey, want to be put I'm on that good. poster like that. Hey, I know you being left-handed. That made you really proud to just break that down. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. So what is, I love may, it. What's a, maybe one more option out of this? You, so you took the inside cut. Let's take a different cut. So if I take, So if I throw it to him, and I take the outside cut, if he doesn't hand this off, Mm-hmm. If he does hand it off, I'm getting to the basket. Right. If he doesn't hand this off, you have a shooter in Kevin Herter coming off. Or if he takes a dribble up, mm-hmm. you have a shooter coming. So usually, out. yeah. Mm-hmm. Kev's here. And I think get him a shot. Yeah. If it's fourth quarter, I'm usually going just to get probably it. coming back down fourth this quarter way. Time. And, 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 and as y'all know, and as y'all two know, a, a clear side pick and roll. Yeah. One of the hardest things to guard. Yep. Yeah. Mm. One of the hardest things to guard. And I think also what's been able to, and, and hats off to Monty McNair to be able to surround you guys with the shooting so you guys have all this area and then you got knockdown shooters around you that keeps everyone honest. Like Janae said, on the weak side, keeping everyone honest, giving you guys more room to really work your guys' two-man game. Right. Oh, a lot of Oh, I love it. What's cooking in Sacramento? But here's the deal. Okay. It doesn't feel like we can have two kings in studio and not do the thing that the Sacramento Kings have become known for. So, thank you to our production staff because now it is time. We are going to light the beam. How do we feel about the beam? I'm a big fan of the beam. Absolutely. Everyone's embraced the beam. Everyone's embraced the beam. All right, let's see how we can do with the beam in studio. I know we need to get a purple button. Yeah, I told her we, we have to have So here's how we're going to do it. We're going to count down. Three, two, one. And on one, we're going to hit it and light the beam. I'm going to have you stand over here. When you stand over here, you come on this side of me. The beam's over behind there. you guys. All right, the beam's behind you. Oh, so we're going to. Oh. There we go. All right, ready? 
three, two, one. Hey! hey. hey. You gotta the beam is lit. You gotta see the beam in person. That's awesome. It's so cool. Thank you, gentlemen, so much for spending a little bit of time here with us on MBA today. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Kings. Kangs. Kangs. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. If you're standing in the way of John Morant, though, on the court, it ain't going to end well for you. But what's the biggest thing standing in their way of the title? Our panel's answers coming up shortly. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. If you can't be the sun, be a star. For it isn't by size that you win or you fail. Be the best of whatever you are. And it's a beautiful day that we're able to celebrate such a great man and what he stood for. And we know how much he, you know, means to this city and um, how special this day is, you know, across the world. We are all blessed and honored to be able to play and represent Dr. King and his, his legacy and his family. Without him, you know, I wouldn't be able to do what I do and live out my dream. Our lives begin to end the day we become silent about things that matter. The time is always right to do what is right. Together, the Wizards and Warriors honored the life and legacy of Dr. Martin Luther King. It's definitely a treat to be able to do what I love to do on such a great man's day. Dr. King is uh, one of the greatest men ever walked the face of the earth. Those were some of the sights and sounds from the league's commemoration of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. yesterday. But NBA players' history with Dr. King, it goes well beyond using games to highlight his work. Bill Russell was at the March on Washington, where Dr. King delivered his famous I Have a Dream speech. And Russell and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, they joined Dr. King in supporting Muhammad Ali's protest of the Vietnam War. And I had the privilege of interviewing Dr. King's daughter, Dr. Bernice A. King, about her father, his legacy, and the NBA's impact. What's it like for you, from your perspective, to see the NBA's role on this day every single year? Well, it's exciting um, to know that it has become a staple. It has become uh, important uh, to the NBA to do that. Um, you know, when my mother started this effort uh, with the holiday and going back to um, Congress to say, hey, we want to create a federal holiday commission because we want to make sure that as people remember this day, it doesn't get dismissed and lost. Mm. What has happened through time because of the foundation she laid, you know, it is increasing in importance. And to see uh, the league, the NBA say, hey, we're not going to just play ball on this day, but we're going to take some time and, and focus on the work of this important um, individual who helped to lead not only our nation and our world to a, 
more equity and more humanity and more peace and more justice. It helps me to know that the work that I'm doing is not in vain. And also the fact that a lot of fans that perhaps are at the game who may not have even thought it important to recognize Dr. King's day mm. has to have a little snippet of it <laughs> as a result. So we've got to make sure it's in every arena for those that still may not understand and appreciate why we celebrate this important day. Right. And so that message continues to permeate. In 2020, yes, you were influential in encouraging Atlanta business leaders to actively support racial equality, social justice. Uh, and you were successful in the passage of Georgia's hate crime legislation. And the NBA and the WNBA in particular, they, they, have been, they haven't been shy at all about being on the mm -hmm. forefront of these issues. What message would you want to pass along to those players? You know, I would say continue the, the effort, continue the advocacy. There's so many other things that we need to get done. Voting rights, you know, mm. uh, the, the restoration of, of voting rights, the protections of those voting rights, we still need to get done. We need to still get legislation um, done around police uh, brutality. Um, we still need to get legislation done about um, um, livable wages. This is, you know, you know health care, we have it, but it still needs to be improved. We need to deal with immigration uh, in the immigration policies in this nation. And so I think it's important that uh, these players don't rest in some of the victories that may have been achieved by their efforts, but that they continue the momentum because as my mother said, struggle is a never ending process. Freedom is never really won. You earn it and win it in every generation. And we have to be zealous in every generation to make sure we do that. Because as my father said, one of the tragedies still of human history is that the children of darkness are often more zealous and determined than the children of light. Mm. And because the NBA has decided to be a part of the light, I'm saying let it shine, let it shine, and don't stop letting it shine. The NBA choosing to be a part of the light, because that's the only way that we can move forward, is if there is more light, if that is more pervasive, if that shines brighter, if love loves harder than those who want to purport hate and put hate out into this world. On this show, Dr. King, we have played clips and replayed clips of the speeches that your father gave to educate our younger audience, to remind our older audience. Is there anything, any speech, any message that you hear now that still resonates deeply with you the way that it did maybe when you were a child? You know, I find myself listening over and over again to different speeches, but the one thread uh, for me uh, that always shows up whenever I'm speaking and presenting or conversing is this whole notion of our interrelatedness and our interconnectedness, because I think that's where we fall short. You know, we oftentimes fight for things that are near and dear to us, you know, in our own circles, but we don't think about the fact that there's a broader world, a broader, you know, community, a, a humanity, so to speak. And so he said, we're caught in an inescapable network a mutuality tied in a single garment of destiny and what affects one directly affects all indirectly. And I cannot be all that I ought to be until you are all that you ought to be. And you cannot be all that you ought to be till I'm all that I ought to be. So this whole message of our interconnected humanity is so important. And we have to keep that at the forefront, you know, so that we do continue to stand up 
Um, but we stand up for what's right for humanity. And, you know, the best way I know how to describe it in our campaign, we've been telling people to be loved, be loved, you know, and bring about um, justice and equity and peace uh, for all of humanity across the world. Mm. And I, I have to believe that sports has such a role that it can play in that interconnectivity, in that love, if the leagues and the players so choose to continue to push that message, especially the way that we've seen the last couple of years. Dr. King, thank you so much for spending some time with us here on NBA Today. Thank you for having me again. Still to come on NBA Today, the Dubs, they are in D.C. Must-see video of the champs' visit to the White House. What an honor. Stick around and see for yourself when we return. John Moran has told us plenty of times, I want to be the best. Matter of fact, he references himself as him. Field by Moran. Here comes Shuta. Rob Moran. Oh, what a block from John Moran. Oh, goes behind the back. It slams it. That's insanity. Who do you look at around the league as you're studying and say, we're going to have to run through them? Celtics. No one in the West. Nah, I'm fine in the West. <laughs> I'm fine in the West. So Ja made that very bold proclamation just before Christmas, and they lost to the Warriors on Christmas Day, and folks started saying, oh, that's aging poorly. But, but hang on a minute, though, because starting on December 29th, all Ja and the Grizz have done is go on a 10-game winning streak, 11-2 and two over their last 13 games, including destroying Phoenix yesterday. But when Ja said we good in the West, I mean, he's backed that up because nearly half of the wins during this streak, they have come against formidable Western Conference opponents, including the Kings and the Pelicans. Currently, they are in the playoffs. But when we're talking about the Grizzlies, we're not often saying, oh, yeah, they're the team to beat in the West. Why is that? What is the one thing, Jalen, that is standing in front in their way? Well, first and foremost, don't get behind against the Grizzlies. Mm. Most 20-point-plus wins, 25-point-plus wins, 30-point-plus wins. Long when they out. get up on you, they have killer instinct. The Denver Nuggets, though, have the back-to-back reigning MVP and right. the Joker. They're the best team offensively in the league. Mm-hmm. Second in assists, first in three-point percentage. And I like throughout their roster. Of course we need Murray to play at an all-star level, but Aaron Gordon has decided, Matt, that I'm not going to fall in love with the jumper. I'm going to dunk on everybody. Michael Porter Jr. has returned. You add KCP, you add Brown. I think they have the depth as well to be a team that can legitimately win the West. Yeah, I like the Nuggets as the answer, but then the East sort of stole my heart because Mm. if you're thinking about going where you want to go, these teams, I'm talking about the Milwaukee Bucks, who a couple years ago, and I mentioned a couple, it's really just two, were just winning a championship. Also, the Boston Celtics just coming off of the NBA Finals. And those two teams are led by stars that are both averaging 31 points a game in Jason Tatum and Giannis Antetokounmpo. So I think their biggest foes, He's probably right. You know, the West, there's a lot of opportunity there, apart from Nikola Jokic going back to back to back. But the reality is the East is going to be very difficult opponent no matter who comes out of the West. Absolutely. Matt? I love this team. This is the new NBA. The energy they play with, the swag they play with, the I don't care about no one else they play with. I love this team. Great defensive team. I have two concerns. One, bottom of the league in free throw shooting, 71%. We all know playoff times. Free throws are going to be very important to mm. advance. And two, my question is, who is going to be the Robin to Jaws Batman? Who's going to be that consistent guy that can give you 20 to 25 points every night? Uh, 
Bain has had a career year. I think he's right at 21 points a game. And then Jaron Jackson on both sides of the ball is very effective. But I want to know when those playoff lights come on and, and the game is from game to game being adjusted, right. who is going to be that consistent second guy for them? Interesting. Zach, what are you looking at here? Yeah, I mean, obviously – the competition is fierce at the top. The Grizzlies, like every other team, could use one more guy. But they have the goods as is to win the title. They're one of only a small handful of teams that can say that. Their roster is that good. The one thing that bugs me is Jaron Jackson Jr. just has to stop fouling himself <laughs> out of games and out of heavy minutes. He's too good for all these silly fouls to take him off the floor. He's too important to what they do. He's on pace for the highest block rate of opponent two-point shots in the history of the NBA. And yeah, I know they didn't track block shots when Bill Russell and Will Chamberlain and all the other great centers of the old days were around, but still, that's impressive. He's the common denominator in all of the best lineups, has been for years. They're just going to need him to play 35, 36 minutes in the playoffs when right. it matters, and he can't do that if he's committing silly foul after silly foul. Right, and he's owned that, that he needs to get better on this very show. But none of y'all said the defending champs, the Warriors, are the thing that's going to stay. All right, duly yeah. noted. Uh, let's check out what Steph Curry did in the fourth <laughs> quarter against D.C. yesterday because he was, I mean, Chef Curry cooking, Chanae. You can see Dr. King's son and his family waving to the crowd there in D.C. as Steph Curry gets set, picking this one up late in the game because it was close. Look, Washington hung around. He took over straight up. I mean, mm, a 40-point yeah. night, two Ooh. guys guarding him, fading away, punching that ball in, watching it go through the rim. You knew that that was the start of a problem, and this play right here is what got me. Okay, we know you can shoot threes. Everyone is all on the perimeter, and he gets the lay-in. Jordan Poole not to be slept on. Beautiful cross-court dime. And by the way, Jordan Poole turned around before the shot went in right there. <laughs> well, because that's a layup for Steph Curry. Once again, Steph for three. That'll seal it. You know that's good. Steph and the Warriors, they get it done against the Wizards last night, 127-118. But listen to what Steve Kerr had to say about Curry last night. He's the modern MJ, you know. I used to see this um, playing with the Bulls. You know, half the crowd's got, you know, red 23 jerseys on, and, you know, now half the crowd's got blue and yellow 30 jerseys. Steph is, um, he transcends the game. He elicits uh, an emotion from people, I think, because he's so awe-inspiring with his play that um, no matter where we go, there are people who are cheering for him and can't wait to see him perform uh, because we've never seen anything like him. I mean, modern Michael Jordan. Jalen, you played against MJ. You covered Steph his entire career. Does this comparison make sense to you? I'm not mad at it. And the reason that he's making this comparison is basically because Steph is box office, lives up to the hype, yep. and he's a champion. And he's a man of the people, shaking hands, kissing babies, signing autographs. He understands what comes with being on the marquee. Not only to just be dominant, but to be a showstopper. And the yep. way MJ did it, with his flair and his tongue wagging and playing above the rim, Steph is able to do it with his effortless seeming papa shot jump shots. Well, one thing that Steph and Michael, they for sure have in common, they have made multiple visits to the White House. And Steph said post game yesterday <laughs> on the honor of visiting, which the Warriors did today, quote, it's a reminder of the perspective.
perspective of sports place in society and how it brings people together. You can see Kamala Harris and Joe Biden, the president and vice president, getting their uh, jerseys there. You know, Kamala's from the Bay. So you know she represents. <laughs> NBA Today will be back in 60 seconds. What advice would you offer your favorite QB now that his season is done? Oh, listen, man, follow your heart. That's all. At the end of the day, follow your heart, and your gut is going to tell you uh, what to do. That man's been doing it for, for however long, uh, season over 20-plus years. He's been doing it at such a high level. So, uh, you know, that's always my best wishes. Uh, so, so not only my favorite quarterback, but also a really good dear friend of me. So whatever he decides to do, I love seeing him on the field. It gives me inspiration to keep going at my age, and uh, so we see what happens. So Tom Brady's future, unknown as of now, heads into the offseason at 45 years old. I mean, LeBron, though, what's he going to be doing at 45, Matt? Something great, whether it be basketball yes. or something. He'll be being great at something. Mm. Chanae? Uh, I was just trying to figure out what the word is for a group of goats, and I think they just said it's a herd. I it's thought it was going to be something cool. <laughs> bah. Bah. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's it. Uh, yeah, that's it. The show's almost yeah, over. It's time happen. for the show to end. It has to be <laughs> ownership in the NBA. Mm. Something, something great. You Literally said Vegas. Something following great. MJ's footsteps. Watching Suns play. NFL Live is coming up next. That's going to do it for Nina. us. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.